And with that, we welcome you to the A-Show here on CKCC Radio. Matt and Chris hanging out with you. Both of us already qualified for the Tournament of Champions. So just like last week, our opponents, to, or our contestants tonight are going to go one-on-one. And they already had a trilogy against each other in GSW, or maybe four matches? I don't know. Uh, maybe five to count them, maybe. Like, I think there were, in, there were definitely three singles, and I think there was two where they're uh, talking against each other. But that would be... Former Tournament of Champions competitor Kevin Graham, the only person to ever be called the man on this show. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. And brute, don't call me pun, Vance Lake. Hi guys. Me pun only for friends. <laughs> I was going to say, is, is that an exclusive title? Like, because uh, I, I, I tell the story. Like, I remember the moment. It was like he's not pun anymore. Really? What is he? He's brute. Brute. Like, I'm like. So we can't call him Pun anymore. It's like, no, it's not his name. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and so like, there's this, there was this absolutely this feeling of like, can't use it. And then you went to Japan and it was Pun Big Brute. Punisher Big Brute. Punisher Big Brute. I should have stuck with that when I came back. No, it's just like when Cactus Jack became Mankind. Everyone still call him Cactus. People still call uh, him Pun. I, I, I technically still refer to you as Pun when I'm talking to people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like earlier, I was like, "Yeah, I gotta do this show later with Pun and these other guys." Uh, you know, I used to work with GSW and stuff. It's funny because it it drives my wife crazy whenever I'm like talking about Kevin. I always call him Kevin Graham. She's like, "You don't have to say his full name. I know who you're oh, talking yeah. about." I go, "No, no, oh, no. He's God. Kevin Graham." It's one word. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Kevin Graham. It's my always name is Kevin, Kevin Graham. Graham. Like, yeah. You oh yeah. People primarily refer to me as Kevin Graham. Yeah. So if I'm like, oh, this happened with Kevin the other day, if they're like, which one? I'm like, I didn't say Kevin Graham, did I? Yeah. So obviously it's not him. So I, like, my wife will ask, oh, who are you recorded with? And I told her, I'm like, with Graham and with Brute. She's like, who? <laughs> I just go, pun. And she goes, oh, okay. So if anything, my wife still knows you by that name from like a decade ago. It's, it's a good name. I mean, it's really not, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if you think about it, it's not, but it fits. You walk around, your name was like Aloysius or anything. <laughs> Next month, Aloysius Vance Lake. Straight from Copenhagen. <laughs> so, Kevin is a returning competitor here, and yep. he was in last season's Tournament of Champions, losing to David Kincannon in the semifinals. Which I call yes. conspiracy on that. I just want to point that out. You wound up making a, a, a great appearance on his podcast, Hit My Music. Yeah, that was a fun time. I definitely enjoyed that episode. 
Likewise. However, if you have not listened to the episode of the currently on perpetual hiatus by the numbers I had with Brute, I'll give Brute a moment here to introduce himself to our listening audience. Hi, my name's Brute. I'm a Sagittarius. I like long walks on the beach and a good medium rare steak. Yeah, you do. Where, where do you walk on the beach in Rochester? I don't know. There's a beach somewhere. There's sushi on there, so I've gone there and gotten sushi before. You just eat, are you just eating ground sushi? Yeah. Just, do, you remember, do you remember that time before GSW, I ate uh, a dozen eggs and two live chickens? Yeah, I thought you were going to oh, die. Right. It was great. It's just like that. Yeah, okay. just like okay. that. Uh, <laughs> time out. <laughs> no, which, which part? Sushi? No, see, I like to use it. Uh, Dip it in some soy sauce and wasabi. It's really good. Yeah, it is. And both of these guys oh, are guys that Decker done. and I know very well from our days in GSW, guys that we watched pretty much grow up in the business, um, that we worked with a lot when we were booking GSW. It's a pleasure to have them here. They are former 2CW Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three times. Three times. Three times. Three times. Three times. Former WXWC4 <laughs> Tag Team Champions. I was actually thinking about that today, as a matter of fact. Really? What brought that into your mind? <laughs> um, Maybe he saw a picture of Rosh, and he's like, oh, yeah, never see four. No, but, like, I saw him pop up somewhere recently, too. Hey, he's uh, Duraline, Duraline, he he owes us uh, for his big return, because it was us talking about C4 on this podcast, on your podcast there, that got him starting to, wanting to come back. So okay. he owes us a, a bit of gratitude. Um, he did post a picture on the Instagram a couple weeks ago of one of your 74 matches that you had against each other in WXWC4. I, like, I'm, like, little by little just, like, less and less active across all social media. Like, even Instagram now, like, I rarely check. But, yeah, I think I got a notification about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I got Now I have to ask Kevin, since you are not on social media or you know, less and less, what do you do all day? I work, sir. I have a job. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. I get it. Like so, but like so, like your other times is it spent like do you whittle? Like do you fly kites? Like I mean, I go to the gym. I play video games. I I I, I, I razzle with my kitty cats. Um, I I do That's... yard work because I'm a homeowner now. So like I had to remulch my front yard the other day. This is solid, not social media things to do, ladies and gentlemen. I know, like, <laughs> like so, like, like I will admit, like Twitter is the best place to find me most times. But yeah, like you start taking apps off your phone, and you know, you, you kind of put that barrier wall up in front of you. It's it's, it's not the worst thing. I mean, yeah, you, right. you you disconnect yourself from all of society, but you know. No man, I I told I told my wife that the day that I hang my boots up is the day I delete all my social media apps. Dude, like if it wasn't for wrestling, I wouldn't be using like any yeah. of them. I deactivated my Facebook in the fall, and it is amazing. Yeah. I still have Messenger because Avery likes to send me wacky stuff from Kids Messenger. But if she didn't, I would wouldn't even have Messenger anymore. I would just mm-hmm. have I wouldn't have Twitter if we didn't have a podcast. I don't have a personal Twitter. I just have the podcast Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we now have a burner account, by the way. So we do have a burner account, thanks to Decker. C-E- yeah, C E D A show burner. Um, <laughs> I can make really hot takes like LeBron sucks or something. I don't know. Actually, I don't think sucks. So here's a hot take that's not really that hot. 
I get a text message from Andy Hedder earlier today. Yes. And he tells me that there is a new soda that I didn't know about. And I don't know how long it's been out. Probably for a while. It's Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew. I saw it in the wild. I was like, what is this? And I stayed away from it like it was some sort of leper. So, I don't know the person that's ever said, you know what would make our, an orange better? If it were spicy. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know what would make Mountain Dew better? If it burned my mouth when I drank it. <laughs> it sounds like the worst thing that they possibly could have made. And I don't like Mountain Dew to begin with. But... Down here in uh, down here in the south, southeast, to the the mid, the, not the mid south, uh, the mid Atlantic area, we have this soda pop called Cheer Wine. My wife loves that stuff. I have never seen it till I moved down here. It's like black cherry soda, and I'm like, hey, let me try the zero calorie or the zero sugar version of it. Not nope. good. Nope. Nope. Yep. When when I saw the flaming hot Mountain Dew, it reminded me of another liquid product that I saw. We have an ice cream and candy shop in West Pittston uh, called Belly Who, and they sell liquid Smarties. Ugh. That does not taste or okay. sound good. No. It's like, you know, I really like Smarties, but I really hate chewing. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just need to skip a step. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I really like my Smarties in goo form. <laughs> Not goo is, I mean, the last Scorpion may have had goo at some point, but not goo is 1990 WCW. That's it. That's 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 Bruce's first pick. He's picking Black Scorpion. I see it. <laughs> do I get Do I get to pick who Black Scorpion actually is? Oh my god! Like if I'm, that's the case, then maybe. <laughs> I, I am not opposed. <laughs> we, we were saying also you could draft the guy who Black Scorpion turned into a tiger <laughs> on the Clash. Like I dropped that guy that was in the cage, became a tiger. And then before you, before we get going, as a, as as you are a true cowboy, um, better movie Tombstone or White Earp? Tombstone. Well, uh, yeah, Tombstone. Well, um, looks like we we just can't agree to agree. Tombstone. <laughs> Kevin Co- <laughs> Kevin Costner is a superior White Earp, and Dennis but, Quaid is a superior Doc Holliday. So tonight we'll be drafting from 1990 WCW. Brute will go first because Kevin's been here before. Kevin's been on the show a few times now. Mm-hmm. So as the rookie, Brute gets the first draft pick. Can I go now? Not yet. Damn, you're so eager. I yeah, always, let, me know I, let me know when I can go. They'll take turns drafting from the 1990 WCW roster. They can draft individual wrestlers. They can draft tag teams. They can draft stables. If you draft multiple people together, you have to use them together. That's the rules. That's like we always say, Decker drafted El Porto Recanio and Psychosis as a tag team once. He drafted Ole Anderson and Masahiro Chono as a tag team once. Yeah, racist dickhead. If you draft someone with a title, well, you can draft someone with a title that they held during that calendar year. If you draft them with the title, the title comes off the board. And round seven is the wild card. Anyone from outside WCW in 1990 can be drafted. We'll get to the end. There will be time for up to two trades, and you can pick up unrestricted free agents. We'll take a break. We'll come back, and you guys will share your cards. Because Brute is, like, jumping out of his chair ready to go. (laughs) It is time for the first round. 
All right, here we go. What's your first pick there, Daddy-O? <laughs> Stan Hansen. <laughs> Predict. Take him. Take him. Okay, so for me, for my first round draft pick, I will be taking Sting with the heavyweight title. So Stan Hansen, that means I got the U.S. title, right? You didn't uh, say it. I mean, no. well, that uh, went retroactively. You didn't specify that one. Well, fine. I'm taking the U.S. title with Stan Hansen. All right, second round. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, guys. I'll give it to him. You just said if I took someone with the title that I that I would get it. You didn't say I had to be like, hey, I'm taking this man with this title, with this title design circa this era. Title so anyways. Design. I'm taking uh, the orange uh, ring ropes from, Hall- from Halloween Havoc. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the, the, the fucking the, the, the black stripes around them, yeah. All right, my, my second pick is uh, Big Van Vader. Okay, okay. All right, that, that wasn't throwing me off too too much. Uh, for number two, round two for me, I'm going to go with the master and the ruler of the world. Sid yeah. Vicious, baby. Our mom and Brian Pillman style. I don't wish that on anybody. No. Oof, no. Throw back to Brute for round number three. So, um, just as a caveat here, I'd just like to point out the fact that I was completely dumbfounded to see Bob Holly on the 1990 WCW. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that he was there. <laughs> He's like, and that's my third. <laughs> <laughs> We're going big with Bob Holly this year, baby. <laughs> He's picking all the super heavyweights: yeah. Stan Hansen, Vader, Bob Holly. <laughs> I want to beat them all and take all the belts. All right, I'm torn between two things. So um, I now want to see the Ultimo Dragon picture with all the belts except this Bob Holly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. Third round pick. Um, I'm going to take the Road Warriors. Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I've been, been trying to mess with you, man. Maybe I should pick them second. Jeez. I'm going to take Terry Funk. I figured you would, but I was hoping I'd get them. But that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. You know what? Hey, don't worry. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a thing we could do later on. Maybe there's a thing we could do later on where, uh. Okay. Should, right. Maybe I should have taken Hanson on you. <laughs> just, just for the trade bait. Oh. You oh, of, you dick. That's why I went first. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. Well, then, to stop that from happening again, that means I have to do. Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm going to go with Lex Luger. It's like, I take the Motor City Madman. <laughs> I don't know. Night Stalker's down there giving me those bedroom come hither eyes. All right. I am surprised. Unless I missed him, I'm surprised he hasn't gone yet. So I'm going to take him because he's a former tag team partner of mine. I'm going to take the Great Muda. Huh. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Kev's like, but fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not trying to piss Kevin Graham off. I'm just, I'm just trying to do my own thing here. Yeah, really. no, no, you're, you're, you're trying to piss off the great Muda. Is what you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's not like Brute can draft Kevin Graham in 1990 WCW. He could draft Mike Graham. You could, yeah. What is the um, realistic idea of you being able to use your hookups with said KG Muto to get him on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It depends on how much you want to pay me. <laughs> well, getting back to conversations that we didn't have on air. <laughs> All right. What round is this? Number what? Five. 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 I'm going to take Flying Brian Pillman. 
Alright, so I think I drafted the Road Warriors here. I should probably give them uh, some opponents. Now, this is where you pick the Motor City Madman. <laughs> <laughs> or Buddy Lee Parker and James Earl Wright. Okay. Hey, when you guys are baby faces, would Kev always get the hot tag? No. Um, he, oh, no, that would, be, that would be dumb. That'd be dumb. No, um, we, he would get the hot tag whenever we wrestled CK, so I could prove to Cage that it could be done. No. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, this is what our tag tournaments should be like. We just ask them random questions about them being tag teams. Like, uh, who would usually, if uh, if you guys were heels, who would usually get the pin? Uh, Kevin. Cause Kevin. No, you did. You always had that... Uh, You'd do the pen. You'd have that. I, uh, I literally just watched the match. Wait, wait. When we would go over, or? yeah, when you yeah. guys would go over, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Which would be when you get the pen. Well, I mean, I, the, I mean, I got, I got pinned a lot. So like when I hear like, oh, you, you're gonna get the pen oh. tonight, it was like, oh, I'm getting pen. Okay. No, no. He took it. Uh. He, he dropped a lot of falls. You know, he's 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 bitter. He's trying to come after you. Seen him doing that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of scored a little some tension here. Listen, he already hit me with his shoe. Yep. Flutter under the bridge. We are up to round six with Brute. So this is your one round warning for the wild card, which, by the way, Adam Van, this past week on At Odds with Wrestling, you said that you would return us to the plug list if we start to call the Adam Van wild card again. Decker and I will take it under consideration. We will take it under consideration. The uh, the angle is over, <laughs> you know, but uh, we still got to, you know, that's the same man that interrupted you the first time you were on, Kim. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember. I was very confused. <laughs> so was I. He's a confusing gentleman. He's a real wild card of a man. Wild card of a man. All right. So this last pick before the wild card, I'm going to create the tag team of yes. Buzz Sawyer and Arn Anderson. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm all for it. Well, in that case, I am going to take the Steiners. I'm surprised they lasted this long. Me too. I, I was staring at them the last two rounds, but I really wanted to do Arn and Buzz. That's an interesting pairing. Exactly. What? So it's wild card time, baby. Brute very carefully selecting a wild card. Yeah, I'm looking into something here, trying to... Opens up his 1990 PWI 500, or the 1990 yearbook. All right, so I think I got my wild card here. So I just had to verify that it is where I need it to be. All right, so my wild card draft pick here is I'm going to be taking Ricky Choshu with the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Wow, all right. All right, we are booking very different cards. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> I knew it was, too. I knew. I'm going to take Bret Hart. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, so you see, go Bret Hart in, in 90, he's still tagging. He's taking him alone. Uh, yeah, just Bret Hart. Kevin, is the WCW world title the only title that you have with uh, Sting? Or NWA or International, yes. or whatever the hell it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. Fuck. <laughs> Are you eating a cheesy gordita crunch? Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> the fact oh. that you're eating that and that he knew you were eating that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
Daddy, I've been on a freaking low carb, low sugar diet the last few weeks. I would like kill a man for a cheesy gordita crunch right now. Like I like how it's actually screen. blurring it on me. Yeah. It was it was blurry. <laughs> Stuff you weren't meant to see. <laughs> Roots back up after the wild card. Give me Steve Williams. The fact that he's lasted this long is astounding to me. Yeah, I mean, because I would have figured Root would have picked him. Um okay. Now was just just to reiterate, confirm, like we're allowed to pick like separate people. As long as we use them together, right? Correct. Okay. So I am going to be selecting Mean Mark Callis and Master Blaster Steel. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Guys, okay. this is so much fun. I'm having such a good time. <laughs> <laughs> was Steel Kevin Nash? Yes, he was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, shoot, man, then... I feel obligated because he shouldn't be sitting out this long. Uh, I'm going to take Harley. Oh, okay. That's not who I thought you were going to go with right there, but good on you. Yeah, it, yeah I, I felt bad having him still sitting there after all these all these drafts. I'm going to take well, Paul E. Oh. Wait, who'd you pick? Paul E. Oh, they said Collie. I was like, what? Collie. <laughs> yes. Collie. He's like, we don't have Eligante yet, but I've got the next worst thing. <laughs> All right, well, she, uh, hmm, guess I could, hmm, a manager, let's say, uh, that's a nifty that's a idea there. Yes, managers are persons, that is correct. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was, was going to say, it's a person that comes out with a wrestler, but you could cut me off, but I was like, well, I'm not going to try to shoot one by joking. Now I'm torn between taking you and putting you with you. Or playing it safe and putting you on my card. If we take people individually, could we like put them in a tag later? You can. As a team later? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Then um, uh, let me double check. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I already picked this guy or if Kevin did. All right. Yeah. Uh, Ron Simmons. I am going to draft the TV title alone. Alone. Yeah, to say it by itself. What, was it vacated in 1990? Does it need to be vacant in order to draft it at some point? It needs to be vacant if, uh, to draft it by itself. What? Okay, that's another that's another title rule that I was unaware of. I don't know. I thought we could just draft titles. I thought that was part of the thing. You draft the title with the person who held it. So if it's vacant, you can draft it as vacant. Let's see. Let's do a quick look up here. In 1990? Oh, you got to use them with the title. That's right. Oh, there. Fuck. You just called somebody a fuck. Damn. It, it was just Arn. It was, Arn the only one. it was Arn Anderson for almost the entire year, and then Tom Zank won it. Oh, the Z-Man. Z-Man's still on the board. You know what? I'm going to take the Z-Man. With the TV title. Oh yeah, there you go. I'm throw me a challenge down, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking do it. Okay, ah. I'm draft. I'm here's what I'm doing. I'm drafting the TV title with the Z Man. <laughs> you you should redo that match that he had with Brian Lee, where he did the crossbody to nowhere. Right, right. Oh, now, yeah. now, 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 just to confirm, you can. 
switch titles on the show, correct? Correct. Okay. I think I know where you're going with this, so... I I don't think you do. I I mean, I kind of shot myself in the foot with this one because I'm wasting uh, a round pick. But I'm going to bring in uh, Butch Reed with the tag team titles. Are you saying because you picked Ron Simmons alone? Yes, I could have. Yeah. Okay. He's yep. he's 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 fixing the flub is what he's doing right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I'm saying I, I wasted myself a, a a spot of somebody else where I could have brought him in as a team for the tag titles, but I also lucked out at that uh, I was still able to grab the tag titles because only Doom had them in 1990. Oh, there you go. Okay. On to me. On to me. On to me. Okay. I am going to select Doug Furness with the Iron Cheek. Tight. Fucking as a tag tight. team or as manager? You'll find out. <laughs> well, I don't know if we can be that vague. <laughs> Maybe nobody really even knows. <laughs> he may not even know himself. Guys, I've got a whole show already listed out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. As we continue to have our tag team on here, question number two for the both of you. Which finish of both of your guys' finishes got refused the most? You mean our tag finish or individual finishes? In, individual finishes. I mean, uh, oh, you guys did have a tag finish. That's right. Yeah, I yeah we, had, we had two of them. Nobody but refused to take my stuff. Although, although, no, somebody did once, and then I, <laughs> and, and then I damn near choked them out on one yeah. of your shows. <laughs> oh, God. I think I oh. know. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You, you just got out. What was that? That was a Friday the 13th show, right? Where I fell out of the ring and suddenly busted. Yeah, yeah. Busted his head. I'm pretty sure that was the one, yeah. I think that was the second college arena show. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Fucking Collins? Or, no, 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 that that was still in Jersey. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted to submit. More of a, more of a street fighter. People, people know me here. It's like, okay, I, I, I know like, who it is now. I know who it is. Like, yeah. He might ruin his mystique. Yeah. I was like, you're going to tap out. <laughs> and then he did it. And then I made him. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking putz. <laughs> you're 110 pounds soaking wet, my dude. Tap out. All right. So it just dawned on me that this individual was around in 1990. So I had to look it up because he wasn't on the list I was going on. So uh, I am 110% taking Cactus Jack. <sighs> So far, it's been in you know, all the guys that Kevin wants. So I pro- Kevin, yeah, you, gotta, you know what? I probably should have gone with him over uh, fucking Doug Furness and the Iron Sheep right there. <laughs> realistically, yeah. Once it's you okay, pulled though. out, it's okay. Once you pulled out Doug Furness, I'm like, oh yeah, there was that other list that had way more people on there. I went to look at that one, and the first thing I saw was fucking Cactus Jack, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Wait, it, it's my turn right now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You two as the hosts, I will let you give the judgment call on this one. All right. Okay. RoboCop. In. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fucking yes. I personally cannot wait for, for Scott Steiner or wait for the Steiners against RoboCop and Doug Furness with the wait, Iron I, Sheik. I, <laughs> I, have, I have a, uh, a question about that. Because okay. if you allow Kevin Graham to draft him, then Kevin Graham should have to abide by the laws set by the studio for Robocop where he could not get physical and he could not damage the suit. Because those are the restrictions WCW had to work with. And the 
Robocop suit. Define physical. He was he wasn't allowed to get any like physical confrontations. That's why he had to rip off the 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 door, and he couldn't risk damaging the suit because it cost so much. And he couldn't get in the ring wearing the suit. Now, if he has if he has RoboCop in an unsanctioned match, there's nothing that the commission could do. This wasn't the commission. This was the movie studio. Listen, yeah, it's really- all the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, with all these guidelines you have to follow, like, the titles and tag teams and stuff, he should have to follow the same guidelines that the studio set on RoboCop that WCW had to follow when they used them. Are you really going to tell RoboCop what the fuck he's going to do? I mean, RoboCop will shoot you in the dick. (laughs) He's not really RoboCop, guys. He's a dude in a suit. (laughs) And his name was RoboCop. (laughs) Wasn't it, like, Murphy something? (laughs) Yeah, Murphy. Yeah. And the idea that the WCW... Well, fuck, man. I could have... I could have... My wild card could have been the Ninja Turtles. The, the Ninja Turtles... Well... They were not... You no. Know, you could have drafted those Dwayne Gill and, and, and all the other schmucks that came out in the Ninja Turtle leotards back in the early... Like, if that if that was in the 90s, yeah. Or, or 1990. You could have booked a plethora of job guys from WCW Power Hour. Yeah. One contingent. Was somebody doing the Leatherface gimmick in Japan at this point? Probably. <laughs> so what we will do is, off the air, Kevin will tell us what he's doing with RoboCop. Oh, it's going to be great. We'll, we'll, we'll make our judgment call at that time. I hope it's extremely dirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, he says what he's going to do with RoboCop, and I'm like, oh, this is, this is some fucking, this is some Tammy Lynn shit. Going on. Please make your next pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Um, Stop fucking sunny, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Of all the things that'll be edited out, that will not be one of them. Yeah, Robocop fucking sunny. All right. I just saw somebody, and I so badly want to pick them just to counter like Kevin Graham's Robocop. Do it. Oh, man, but, like, I would have to walk a very thin line with him. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, fine. I just, do it. just just so I can try to inject a little bit of Kevin Grahamism into my, into my event, I am going to select Norman the Lunatic. Yeah, let's Good fucking go. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Brute has just figured out the point of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to draft the commentary team of Jim Ross and Jim Cornette. Well, fine then. I'm going to draft the commentary team of Gordon Soli and Dutch Mantel. Ah, excellent. Okay. That that okay. You know what? I actually had Dutch on my list. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, that means I gotta add one more fella here. Uh, okay, I'm actually getting down to the wire for mine. I am going to take Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz do jobs for both Turner and WF tonight? Sure did. Like, like at the same time? Uh, no, I don't think it was at the same time, but he was definitely getting squished around mm-hmm. the horn. Okay, next tag team question. If you could place, if you could replace each other in a tag team, what one person would it be, and why wouldn't it be Sean Silence? Like, who would we replace the other with? Well, you have to you have to pick a person to replace each other with. 
I think I, th- I think we should pick who we would replace ourselves with. Okay. Do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what would your tag team have been better if the person you were facing would have been Sean Silence. I liked wrestling Sean Silence. I, I enjoyed what working he, with him. What he have been a better tag team partner than Kevin was. That's what I want to know. <laughs> no, no, he wouldn't have. No. <laughs> Why Sean Silence? <laughs> uh, because uh, because I had a perverse desire to have a brute Sean Silence tag team. Because Kev and Sean Silence were in the same stable. That's true. And it's better when you ask absurd questions. I mean, yeah, but I mean, as long as the absurd questions are like understandable, because I don't know if you meant like replace each other with somebody different, or if we, a tag team we wrestled, if we swap them out, or if you're just asking us to swap out a random person in a tag team, and then you're throwing Sean Silence in there, and I'm. <laughs> the answer to every question was yes. Oh, okay. Okay, then I would I would replace uh Rick Steiner from the Steiner Brothers with Sean Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Sean just leaves in his gear, walks up the street to Dunkin' Donuts like he did it true, gets his coffee, comes back, all in his gear. Uh much love to my main man Sean Silence. It is still Brute's turn. <laughs> I think you've confused him so much with this question that he forgot that he's drafting. Sorry. Yeah, I was looking at the list, and then I looked over at the camera, and then I looked back at the list and back at the camera, and I'm just, yeah, now we're all over the place. Shit, this is. Wait, let me check my picks. Uh, So refresh my memory was at this time was it just the one NWA World Title? Yes. Yes. Okay, so there wasn't the international title and the WCW title and all that other shit. There was just the one title. Okay. All right, so then fuck that. I don't give a shit about taking that guy then. There's someone I was going to take right before I saw Norman the Lunatic. Now I'm trying to refresh my memory. Yeah, I haven't taken these guys, and I probably should just so I can do something with them. So, yeah, I'm going to be taking this round. Michael, purely sexy Haze, and Jimmy Jam Garvin, the Freebirds. That's what PS stands for? I had no clue. Purely sexy. Purely sexy. Not pretty sexy. Purely sexy. Purely sexy. Okay. That doesn't throw me off too much. Brad Armstrong. Was was Terry Gordy just not on this list? I'm surprised he hasn't been taken yet. I I he was there at this point. I don't think he was there. No, I think he was not doing uh, WCW yet because uh, the Freebirds, Jimmy and Michael, showed up without Gordy first because Gordy was Mm -hmm. in Japan. So I'm pretty sure Gordy is still uh, doing Japan, and then he comes over later, teams him for a minute, and then does Miracle Violence with uh, yep. Dr. Death. Right. Because that's what I was waiting for. I was like, Terry Gordy? Well, I've been yeah. I, yeah. If I did a brief research on it and see if he popped up, but he didn't, or else he would have been, like, top three for sure. Man, Norman the Lunatic was here the entire year. Good for him. <laughs> Get paid. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I just saw something, and I need to verify this. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Oh, come on, Daddy. Uh, okay, here we go. This will help. This will help. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. I think I found something here. I think I found something. Oh, damn it. That part didn't fall into place. Uh, shoot. All right, so I don't get to take the NWA United States Tag Team titles because they won them in 91. 
but not in 1990. So that means I will still take them as the tag team anyways of Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong, the Young Pistols. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but they did not win the United States Tag Team titles until 91, so I did not get to get them. So, question, are you using them as the Young Pistols? Because I'm pretty sure they spent all of 90 as the Southern Boys. Yeah, yeah, they were the Southern Boys, so, yeah, they'll be the Southern Boys. Well, am I allowed to to book an angle where they become the Young Pistols? I don't see why not. Oh, well, there you okay. That's all I need to know. I hope you book them in an angle so they become Power and Glory. (laughs) Power and Glory wishes they were the Young Pistols. That's accurate. (laughs) <laughs> I'm up. Yes, you are. Yeah. I'm going to take El Gigante. Okay. There's still some pretty good wrestlers on Yo, this list. Yo, there is somebody on this list that is probably would normally be a number one, but I do not need him. I don't want him. Show. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, no, I was, this, I was this is no way to talk about Rip Morgan. Like, I was, Decker, I was literally about to uh, draft Dan Spivey. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I was are, you really, are you really about to take Dan Spivey? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wait, wait. Okay, so was that your pick? Yes, Dan Spivey. Okay. Kevin Sullivan. Okay, there you go. There you go. He was around Jesus way Christ, too Look how jacked he was. <laughs> <laughs> he both looks weird and awkward in a singlet at the same time. So did Gremlins come out before Rip Steiner? So did he get the name of the dog-faced Gremlin from Gremlins? Well, Gremlin is a mythological creature, like, from Europe that was around long before the movie. Whenever, like, World War II pilots, like, heard noises in their airplanes, they would say it was the Gremlins messing with the the wire work. That's why the myth is they uh, tinker with electronics and steal pieces. Yeah, but what do they have to do with dogs? Because he was a dog that had the face of a Gremlin. Yeah, because he barked and ran around all fours and peed on you. He did, he did pee. And he also wore one big boot and one small boot. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> you never noticed that Rick Steiner always had like a normal-sized rust boot and then a, a short boot on the other foot? It's just kind of like how the story of Raven, like, Raven had so many surgeries that he had to have lifts put in his boot on one boot. Well, no, because that explains why Raven had lifts. Like, though, like Scott Steiner, like, <laughs> one boot was, like, 16 inches tall, and the other boot was, like, 8 inches tall. Like, how far it went up on his leg. Oh, like one was like a shooter boot, and the other one was like a Hulk Hogan boot. Yes, yeah. Not the lift, just like the boot itself. So, look, and there's really... Uh, oh, yeah, there's a couple... Man, there's a lot of disrespect being thrown towards Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff right now. Uh, <laughs> shush you. Uh, you know, uh, let me double check. I'm pretty sure I drafted this guy solo. So, I... Okay, I did. So just to give myself some options and just to show some uh, Syracuse love, I'm going to pick uh, Mike Rotunda. Okay. I'll take <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kevin. <laughs> I-, I thought you were going to be messing with me. I didn't know I was going to mess with you so much. To be fair, like what I'm – it, it's really not breaking my card, to be fair. Um, but I am going to pick Paul Warren. <laughs> All right, then um, – where they go? Let me double check. I actually saw them there before. Uh, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Holy smokes! The rock and roll stayed on that long. I'm interested to see where you're going with this. Why? Uh, 
I don't know, but I'm going to pick uh, uh, Abdullah <laughs> the Butcher. Oh, fuck! <laughs> Eat it. Oh, shit, I should have fucking took him after I took Cactus. Should have, but you did. Oh, damn it. I, I spent too long on one list, and then it screws me over. Uh, all right, fine. You can take Abdullah. He's got hepatitis anyways. I'm sure most of these guys have hepatitis. Uh, that's true. Well, then, if I'm taking Rock and Roll Express, then I should probably take Beautiful Bobby and the Sweet Sam Lane. Okay. Is Tommy Rich still on the board? I guess not anymore. I'm taking Tommy Rich, by the way. I, wait, I just had a bunch. If anybody needs, like, a whole bunch of Tommy Rich cards, I got your hookup. <laughs> uh, that's actually my Uncle Scott's uh, favorite wrestler. I don't know why, but he loved Wildfire Tommy Rich. Wildfire. Was he Italian? <laughs> uh, I think it, no. At, at one point, he was. No, no he means Bud's uh, uncle. Oh. <laughs> no, um, my that side of the family are Irish. <laughs> There's no Italians. Tommy Rich would be very sad. Then. <laughs> you don't want to upset the big Don. Uh, so I think. Well, shit. I think I got a good amount of dudes here. So let me take um, uh, Gary Hart. Okay. JYD. Oh, late JYD. Yeah, I was looking at him as well. And and, and don't forget, Brute, everyone you draft, you have to use. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. fine, because I'm about to say I'm pretty sure I've reached my limit here. <laughs> ooh, if you're, ooh, if you're tapping? Jesus Christ, dude, you doing a fucking Royal Rumble over there? Shh. Like, I just... <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> Mind your business. Doesn't concern you. <laughs> Oh, shit, I got a Missy Hyatt card. Look at that. Sorry, I'm storing WCW trading cards while I do this. Outside of Joey Image's apartment back in, like, 2009, uh, he had, like, a cost cutters there, and they had WCW trading cards, and I got some, and it still had the gum in it, and I ate the gum throughout the card. I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> Only Chris Decker pays a dollar for 20-year-old gum. <laughs> And throws away the training cards. I just wanted to see if it would make me blind. Wait, where are we at now? Uh, it's still Bruce's turn. Oh, dude, I'm, are you yeah, done? I'm, I'm, I'm done. I got way too many people here. So, All right, so can I just rapid fire? Yep. Go ahead. What I got left. All right. So no, sal- no salary cap here. I take it then. No. Well, I mean, listen. All these guys wrestled for the company this year. A lot of them all wrestled. I mean. There were a couple of shows that were pretty well stocked with talent, but all right. So I ended up on JYD. Next on my list, I'm going to be picking Fatu. Oh, Simone Savage. I'm going to be selecting the <laughs> previously mentioned Jack Victory. <laughs> I hear you said um, man. I will be selecting uh, the Juicer. <laughs> Yikes. Ah, uh, motherfucker. Also, I will be picking up Terry Taylor, Moondog Rex, and Bob Holly. Nice. So, we now open the door to trades. You can make up to two trades. <laughs> Kevin throws out of like 18 guys. For Hanson. I don't need anybody. But do you want anybody? No, I mean, <laughs> I okay, I would trade you... The Steiners for the Road Warriors. Ooh. No. Uh, then, 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 then I'm okay. Well, okay. I'm okay. All right, all right, all right. How about if I gave you 
The Road Warriors. Okay. Who else would have to sweeten the pot for Terry Funk? Oh, man. And then if not, there's one other person I'd be willing to make some high-risk trades for. I mean, I don't know. I don't don't think I need or, or, like, I could use Terry Funk. Like, that's these. Okay, okay. All right. So then the only other person, and this won't be as hot. This isn't like Road Warrior levels, but who would you be willing to trade for uh, Jim Cornette? Because I got the fucking rock and roll at Midnight Express over here. And the Midnight, and Jim Cornette in the middle of that is going to make it a little I would trade. mm. You'd need to replace him on commentary unless you want to have JR alone. I would trade you Jim Cornette or... I would cha- I would I would do this. I would trade you Jim Cornette and the Steiners for the Road Warriors. Oh. Oh. Oh, look at him. He's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. As long as long as I can replace him on commentary. Well, you got the junkyard dog. <laughs> you do have RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Road Warriors. Actually, I mean, yeah, okay. I can make, yeah, I can make that work. Steiners and Polly with the Road Warriors. Okay. Let me just go. Okay. Let me ask you this: did, When when you drafted the the Road Warriors, did you take Paul? Other ring? Oh, shit, no, I didn't. I was going to, and I totally forgot about that. And did you draft the Road Warriors with the tag titles, or they weren't tag? They weren't uh, Doom was tag champions. Oh, so. that's right. You got yeah. Doom with the tag titles. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. I, I would trade you James E. Cornette and the Steiner brothers for Hawk and Animal. All right, so if I got rid of if I got rid of the Road Warriors, that leaves me with Doom, Freebirds, Southern Boys, Rock and Roll. And I do have a lot of tag teams. And, and Buzz have, Sawyer have, and Arn Anderson. That's right. And Buzz and you Sawyer, have Buzz Sawyer and Arn Anderson. I mean, I mean, that could be your commentary cards. team right there. <laughs> well, I mean, my my, uh, my commentary team is Gordon Sully and Dutch Mantel, so they're good. Unless you wanted to add something for one of them, so you have a full commentary team. I don't need. I don't need them. Oh, do you love the Road Warriors? I'm waiting for this. You know what? I'll take it. I'll use the Road Warriors for 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 Steiners and Paul and uh, Jim Cornette. That is probably the biggest trade we've ever had on this show. Traded my first round pick, or or I got Kev's first round pick for like my additional four. That was pretty big too. <laughs> so that is one trade. You you still have one more available. I mean, I'm 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 okay on my end. Would you be willing to trade Buzz and Arn for Abdullah the Butcher? No, uh, I got I, I got no use for that one. Abdullah for Harley Race. I got I got no use for Harley. How do you have no use for Harley? I got no use for Harley. I'm listen. When you hear my show, you are going to go. Okay, it all makes sense. You gotta think outside the box. Gotta go absurd. I know I was doing absurd. I was trying to book like an actual good wrestling show. Oh no, mine's gonna be a great wrestling show. You're, are you are you booking like Joey Janela Spring Break over there? No, with, with like the fucking. The, the this, I'm telling you right now, the show that I'm booking would have fit in perfectly 1990 WCW. Oh, great. So you're having the Jim Hurd clusterfuck battle royal? 
This no, spoilers. The, no spoilers. This is either going to be the best or worst <laughs> lethal lottery we've ever seen. Because oh. right, I was, was going to say when we were doing this, I was like, I'm totally booking a Bill Watts fucking WCW. Kevin Graham's over there with Jim Hurd's book. All right, then I guess I guess we're set then. Kevin isn't going to budge on his spring break 1990. That was a good year. Oh, man. Very quickly, because we haven't had a short list like this in a while, it's time for You Are Not Getting Booked. Yes. <laughs> So, Alexander York, you are not getting booked. (laughs) Barry Windham is not getting booked. I almost took Barry. Brian Nobbs and Jerry Jerry Sags. Sags was on my list, not Nobbs, though. Ivan Koloff, Johnny Ace, Ole Uh, Anderson, the nature boy Ric Flair. Yeah. That was done by design by you gentlemen. Yep. That's why I asked about the titles. I was only going to take him if he had one of the versions of the world title, but they weren't around, so fuck him. The Night Stalker, Teddy Long, Tony Schiavone, Rip Morgan, Eddie Gilbert, Cowboy Bob Orton, Ranger Ross, Samu, the Dragon Master, Mike Enos, Wayne Bloom, Rocky King. Not a whole lot here that didn't get booked. Oh, the Juicer got booked. Juicer got booked, baby. Juicer got booked for player didn't it. Master Blaster Blade. Who is that guy? Al Green, I believe. Listen, Al Green sung Let's Stay Together, Matt. J.W. Storm. Alan Iron Eagle. Mark and Chris Youngblood. The Motor City Madman. The Big Cat. Steve DeSelvo. That is, you are not getting booked. So, we're going to take a break. The guys are going to build their cards. We'll be right back here on the A-Show on CKCC Radio. If you're looking for a podcasting channel with lots of shows in one spot, look no further than CKCC Radio. I'm Chris O'Mealy, the commissioner of CKCC Radio, and I'd like to tell you about some of the great shows you can listen to when you subscribe to our channel. You can check out The Nerd Table with myself and my co-hosts Eric and Dan as we review all kinds of nerdy topics on a weekly basis. You can also check out two shows by Jeff Trelowitz, the Ranking Tracks podcast and the Real Paranormal Talk podcast, where Jeff ranks songs on the album that he reviews and also talks about his real-life paranormal investigations while talking about famous stories as well. You can check out the Race Nerd podcast with Matt Hardman as he reviews all of the racing events of the past week. Check out Jay Bunny's Music Hub, where Jason Chin interviews various artists throughout the music industry and plays samples of their songs with their permission. Check out the A Show and By the Numbers. Matt Derline, professional wrestling referee, hosts By the Numbers as he interviews wrestlers in matches that he himself has personally been the referee for. And on the A Show, him and Chris Decker team up to draft rosters with special guests from various years in wrestling promotions. There's also the Board to Death binge cast where the Board to Death clan reviews easy to digestible chunks of television shows and movies for your enjoyment. There's also tons of other great shows, but there's too many to talk about here. So you'll just have to check out CKCC Radio at ckccradio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hi, this is Anthony from the IWEP Network. We're a collection of weekly podcasts that vary in all different types of topics. We can be found on all social media, as well as any podcast or music app that you may use, as well as YouTube. We go live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch every Friday and Sunday. Here's a lineup of our five shows that you may be interested in. Interviews with Everyday People. 
interviews and conversations on a positive note and just getting to know each other. Everyone has a story. Bangin' Beers podcast, beer reviews, hanging out with some friends, and much more. Truth behind illusion. Are you into ghosts, monsters, conspiracy theories, and more? Then this show will be for you. Tornado Tag Podcast. Pro wrestling stories, news, and show reviews. We love supporting indie wrestling, so come check us out. Not Cool in High School Podcast. A pop culture show where we cover movies, television, comic books, and video games. A weekly topic. So come hang out with us. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on all social media, and we'll see you soon. We are back here on the A Show on CKCC Radio. Internet connections be damned. We have returned. Matt and Chris hanging out with you whenever uh, you'll hear this show. It's probably going to be Thursday night again. And we yeah, here. Since, since we had that situation, now we're now we're going to be on like a, fun, a little funk here until we can figure something out. Yeah. But joining us, of course, um, as you heard, Kevin the Man Graham, Root Vance Lake, the former first class. Were there any other names that were thought of in the first class, by the way? Um, lineage, bloodline. Lineage. Okay. Yeah, because well, it was well, the quality. Bloodline's thing. an interesting one. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, well, uh, Springgate wanted the Kowalski thing from Kowalski to him to us. So it was like, the, it was going to be like the lineage, the bloodline, and I forgot what else he pitched. Good thing but, you didn't go with bloodline based on 2022 <laughs> and what's out there right now. Yeah. So. Well, Even though we did it first, there ain't nothing I can do about it. <laughs> Even though the royalties be. <clears throat> Even exactly. though drafted first, Kevin's gonna present first that Brute can get a feel for how this goes. So, welcome to 1990 WCW, as presented by Kevin Graham. Yes, specifically, welcome to October 27th, 1990. Yeah. Mother. <laughs> All right, let me change the fucking pay-per-view now. Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to you live from Chicago, Illinois. And WCW is bringing you Halloween Havoc. And Jim Ross will be your commentator for the evening. And boy, is this going to be a wild show for you. The show kicks off. We are backstage, and we are seeing a ruckus, a scuffle, a whole bunch of commotion. In the middle of it all is Terry Funk. He's not making any sense. He's rambling. He's telling everybody that he came to Chicago, and he's looking for a fight, and he doesn't care if it's Sting, if it's Luger, if it's that big dumbass Sid, or some silver-looking son of a bitch. He's going to fight somebody tonight. And then he starts shoving officials and slapping stage hands. And then they're all trying to grab him. And he's just pushing people out of the way. And he just goes off down a, a hallway. And then there's just more and more commotion. You see garbage cans being thrown through a door. It's chaos. We cut to the ring. JR makes the announcement that for match one, we will see the Z-Man def- fighting to defend his NWA TV title against... Lex Luger, and Ross goes on to explain that Luger's actions over the past few months have been questionable at best, and he has shown a more selfish and egotistical side to himself. He's lost the love of a lot of fans, and even some of his allies have distanced themselves from him. 
Yeah, he's uh, been an asshole. Been a real dick. Uh, both men make their entrances, and they are now in the ring as the ring introduction starts. Terry Funk comes barreling <laughs> down the entryway. He's got security running behind him. WCW and NWA officials are trying to catch up to him. Terry is attempting to get into the ring, but he is pulled out by security and officials. While this is going on, Luger attacks the Z-Man from behind and starts working over his back. You hear the bell ring, and as the bell rings, Luger immediately puts him into the torture rack, and the Z-Man is unable to continue, losing by submission. Within a few seconds, we have ourselves a new television champion. Post-match, Luger displays a large amount of cockiness and is disrespecting the Chicago crowd and is just showered with a rain of booze. I wasn't at one point Luger uh, built in Chicago, or was it always Buffalo? Um, I don't know. He was built from Chicago. Okay, yeah, he was built from Chicago, but he yeah. was, but he's from Buffalo. He's from Atlanta. I don't know. Anyways. Segment number three, we cut to the commentary booth with Jim Ross once again going over what fans can expect from the rest of the night, including a a 15-plus man over-the-top battle royale. (laughs) The Road Warriors will be in action here for their hometown crowd and a championship contest with the man called Sting putting his title on the line against the master and ruler of the world, Sid Vicious. Nice. We cut to segment number four, which will be match two. And out comes Doug Furness and the Iron Sheik. As they make their way to the ring, get into, and well, as they make their way down the aisle, get into the ring, the Iron Sheik grabs the microphone. He begins to cut a promo on the Chicago crowd, mumbles a whole bunch of nonsense, but he makes one statement. Mostly clear, and that is that Douglas Furness is the next world champion. He is the greatest wrestler in the world, and he is the world's strongest man. And then Doug Furness begins to flex his grossly large legs. <laughs> uh, Brian Pillman then comes out to a thunderous roar. Uh, the match starts off hot. Pillman is very over with the crowd, and they are behind every single one of his moves. Uh, people are actually less interested in Aaron's rambling on and on and making all sorts of gestures on the outside of the ring. Uh, this match overall is very athletic, very high energy. Uh, Furnace begins to get the better of Pillman after some light interference by the Iron Sheik. Um after working Pillman over a bit, uh, the crowd begins to rally around Flying Brian, who makes an incredible recovery after he is whipped into the corner, springboards, and hits a spinning, and hits a spinning cross body on the furnace. Uh, Pillman begins to bump and feed furnace. He starts to heat up. Sheiky Baby gets up on the apron. He starts waving his hands in the air. Pillman comes over and just pops him right in the face. But as he's doing that, Furnace sneaks up from behind, snatches him, gets him in an O'Connor roll, but Pillman is able to keep the momentum going backwards and reverses it on Furnace and then manages to get the one, two, three to a large pop from the crowd. Um, However, as Pillman is in his post-match celebration, 
uh, both Furnace and Sheik begin to beat him down. Um, and then the Iron Sheik locks in the camel clutch, and Furnace just stands there pointing and taunting and pointing to his legs. Maybe his groin, <laughs> we're not really sure. But it's a whole lot of sweaty meat just sitting in that ring. And then Sheik and Furnace pose in the center of the ring. And then we cut to a backstage promo with Sting talking about his matchup against Sid and all the destruction Sid has been causing WCW as of late. And we cut to a video package of just Sid just potatoing everybody and just <laughs> slapping people and power bombing them and choke slamming them and just chaos. And he's like all fucking. And like screaming into the camera, you know, it's it's what you would expect from a Sid promo, realistically, just like veins, like popping out of veins, popping out of veins. And like he looks like he's going to have an aneurysm, maybe, um, and just like a sweaty, curly blonde mullet, just like shaking in the breeze. It's glorious. Match number three. <laughs> Love it. Lex Luger comes back out to the ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> with TV title in hand and announces to the crowd that he is unjustly being forced to defend his newly acquired television title because the WCW NWA authority states that what took place earlier in the night disrupted the sanctity of the title. Uh, on Halloween Havoc, no less. <laughs> on Halloween. And he says that, too. On a Halloween Havoc. This is what they tell to me. Uh, Ross, however, on commentary states that Funk's interference coupled with Luger attacking the Z-Man before the bell left some people feeling uneasy and they were almost about to uh, deem the match a no contest. Uh, Luger continues wow. um, and says that, uh, unfortunately, though, the Z-Man is too hurt after his justified loss. Um, and he cannot compete anymore tonight. So WCW officials claim that they have found a suitable replacement to wrestle for my NWA television title. So bring out the poor bastard who's going to get beat within the next few minutes. There's like a chin of a... Juicer, 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 juicer. El Gigante! No. Um... <laughs> Uh, a similar sounding song kicks in with a high energy guitar riff and the ring announcer makes the call uh, making his way from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Brett Hitman Whoa. Hart and the crowd explodes. Brett comes out to much appreciation from the Chicago audience. Uh, and as the match begins, oh, and Luger is just pissed. He's like beside himself. He's like shaking the referee, like, who the fuck did, why, why the fuck is it like, like, this isn't Canada, this is America, you know, he's not supposed to be here. Um, <laughs> his visa's expired. His visa, you know, passports don't exist. Passports, yeah, exactly. Um, so as the match starts, Brett and Luger put on a solid physical contest. Um, Brett is really working Luger over throughout most of the match. Um, he's able to evade him a lot. He's able to reverse a lot of what Luger's throwing at him. Uh, basically, Brett is like just slightly out wrestling Luger throughout the entirety of this match. 
However, Luger is able to display his raw power and manages to just power Brett up and over the top rope. Uh, um, well, not over the top rope, just powers him out of the ring, rather. Um, after some heat, uh, the crowd is really starting to get behind Brett. Uh, they really want to see him make the comeback, uh, much to Luger's dismay. Uh, Luger starts to show that he's like really sort of in his own head at this point and starting to get a little distracted, which allows Brett to make his comeback. Uh, Luger goes uh, eventually for a quick cutoff, um, goes to set him up for the torture rack, but Brett manages to slip out, trip up Lex, locks in the sharpshooter, and Luger taps out almost immediately. What? Uh, and a new television champion. Once again, has been crowned. Uh, we cut to segment number seven. Terry Funk is backstage, and it's pure chaos. He's clawing at people. He's screaming at people. Your mother's a whore. He's punching people in the head. And it's like, cut the camera. We got to go back to the ring. And then we do cut back to the ring. And then out come the Road Warriors. To that. And he's not calling... Hawking animals, mom whores. Oh, no, he sure ain't. Uh, but they come out to that sweet, sweet road warrior pop. They get into the ring. They pose. They just basically soak in that Chicago crowd as everybody is standing on their feet. They're all applauding. They're all cheering. They're jumping up and down. They're excited to see their hometown team. And out comes Paul E. Dangerously. Ruh-roh. And he's got a microphone. And he states, Chicago, Illinois, your favorite sons have returned. Give them a hand. Give a hand and applaud the most feared and intimidating tag team in the history of all of professional wrestling. Or should I say, the former most feared and intimidating tag team in the history of professional wrestling. Because, ladies and gentlemen, Allow me to introduce to you my new team, the team of Mean Mark Callis and the Master Blaster, Kevin Nash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then these two big, tall motherfuckers just barrel down to the ring, and we've basically got ourselves a fight here. Um, this is not a tag match. This is just a Chicago, you can call it a Chicago street fight. And, and the entire time Ross is trying to make sense of all of this, he's like, you could call this a Chicago street fight. You could call this a Chicago beatdown, whatever it is. This is a pure six brawl. And just these four men are just beating the holy hell out of each other. Um, and it is, you know, it's a pretty solid back and forth beatdown. You got a lot of slaps. You got a lot of chops. You got a lot of slams, but. Ultimately, um, with a little assistance from Paul E., um, me and Mark and old Master Blaster there, they end up with some, uh, with some chains in their hands. Oh no. And they're wrapped up, and then when the Road Warriors turn around, boom, double punch right to the face of both Hawk and Animal, and they just start going to town on these guys. They've got them both pushed up against separate corners, and they're just hammering away with just Fists and just meat and just just ground beef is basically just getting made <laughs> in this ring. 
and it's just clubbing. And then Hawk and Animal, like, you're seeing a little bit of fire up from them, but there's just chains and just clubs and just – they are just getting beat down. And we're at a point where we don't even get a pinfall. We don't get a submission. We don't get a knockout. We just get two guys that were so beloved by this crowd just beaten down in the middle of the ring. Mark and Kevin just stand there with their hands raised high. Paulie in the middle just applauding and laughing. Was and this we what cut they to would a call break. a would this what they would they call a star making performance? Um, you would say some shit went down. Uh-huh. You know, you mean to tell me these two guys beat down the Road Warriors in Chicago? They ate their lunch. They didn't even need the win. They just were there for the beatdown. Uh, but this brings us to segment number nine, match number five. The Halloween Havoc Battle Royale. Yes. I got to get my list up because I think I got a whole bunch of people. Um, over the announcements, they say that this will be a, uh, 15 men plus over the top <laughs> battle royale. All men will be entered into the ring at the same time. The final competitor to be standing in the center of the ring after all other men have been eliminated will be deemed the winner. And new NWA world television champion. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> No titles are on the line. Weirdly enough, um, there is, like, no uh, reward for winning. It's just, you know, you're all on the show. You know, congratulations. Ticket seller um, battle royal. So we do uh, the uh, single file line style entrance. And coming out of the entryway, we've got Barry Horowitz. We've got Brad Armstrong. We've got Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Eligante. The Junkyard Dog, Kevin Sullivan, Abdul the Butcher, Tommy Rich, Fatu, uh, Jack Victory, The Juicer, Terry Taylor, Moondog Rex, and Bob Holly. All these men get into the ring and over the, and as they're starting to, start, starting to square off and starting to get ready to fight, we hear, and there will be one more competitor to enter the ring. It's the man called Sting. And out comes Robocop. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um, some, you know, just generic synthwave 80s music hits and just a bunch of smoke and lasers. And, like, he comes up from this, like, little platform. He's, like, raised up. And people are like, what the shit is going on right now? We knew he was going to be here, but he's going to wrestle. What? Um, but as he's making his way... You know, just robot down to the ring. You know, just 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 staggering. He's moving at a pace um, that like don't hold your breath. Again, like as he's moving down the ring, he gets like midway down there, and the bell rings, and it's just chaos in the ring, and people are just slapping and clubbing, and 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 listen, nobody's doing spots because it's a fucking battle royal, and if you call spots in a battle royal, you're an asshole. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we start seeing some people get eliminated. Like, out goes Barry Horowitz. Uh, a couple people are teaming up on Aligante, but he manages to, to shove them all back, and he just starts throwing blows. Uh, JYD comes over. He starts, you know, shaking bacon, throwing a couple jabs here and there, but he eventually gets dumped out. 
uh, Kevin Sullivan and Abby are actually teaming up and they're just like jabbing people from behind. Uh, Bob Holly's actually got a pretty good showing going on right now. He eliminates, uh, uh, Jack Victory. He manages to drop the rope down and get the two out of there. Uh, and the, as all this is going on, Robocop is still just, you know, you know, don't do drugs, you know. Um, <laughs> He's doing PSAs all around. Yeah, like he's doing PSAs to all the kids, like as he's walking past them in the aisleway, and like you know he's you know he's making his way down until eventually, uh, we get down to the final participants. Um, and in the ring, we've got Terry Taylor, we've got the Juicer, we've got Abdullah the Butcher, and we've got Bob Holly. And as they're starting to kind of, you know, figure out, like, what goes next, RoboCop is starting to make his way, like, up the steps to get <laughs> into the ring. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please tell me what I think is going to happen. This is going to happen. So, <laughs> as this is going on, Terry Taylor and the Juicer uh, are double eliminated by Abby. <laughs> yeah. He just double smash, boom, knocks their noggins. Kind of positions them, double clothesline out of the ring. Turns around, gets hit with a dropkick by Bob Holly. Boom. He staggers. Gets hit with another dropkick by Bob Holly. Boom. Staggers again. Gets hit with another one, but he manages to smack it down. Picks him up. Just kind of screams at him and throws him over the top rope. And as he's throwing him over the top rope, guess who gets into the ring? (laughs) The goddamn RoboCop. Abby stops, he looks at him, and he doesn't, like, even he's like, what do I do here? What do I do? So what what, what he does is he reaches down to his boot, and he pulls out a fucking knife. <laughs> <laughs> and he brandishes this knife, and he's pointing at RoboCop, and he's like, I will cut you, motherfucker. I will, I will not think twice about it. I will do it. I will cut you. And as he starts to take a step forward, RoboCop pulls out a gun. Yes! Like, hits a button, the thing, like, pops out of his leg, and he, like, twirls, and then, boom, he's got his fucking gun out. And Abby just stops, and he looks at it, and he's like, bah! And he goes to fucking charge at RoboCop, and RoboCop shoots him. (laughs) With a beanbag. (laughs) With a beanbag pellet. Shoots him. Abby then kind of takes a step back, because he's stunned, and he doesn't know what happened. And as he's taking a step back and getting closer and closer and closer to the ropes under the opposite side of the ring inside Terry Funk who charges at Abby does a fez press cross body whatever you want to call it it's Terry Funk jumping through the fucking air onto a very large individual and he gets on Abby he starts pounding away and then they tumble over the top rope together to the outside of the ring Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of your 1990 Halloween Havoc Battle Royal, RoboCop. <laughs> the only thing that would have made that better in my head is Punk does it. It's as RoboCop is stepping through the ring, so <laughs> so he just walks in and he immediately wins. I absolutely thought that's where this, this was headed. Yep. Um, true story: one time AJ Evers won a, a Royal Rumble. By being the last entrant, and everyone else was eliminated, so he literally yeah. just walked in the ring and they rang the bell. <laughs> I, 
That's tremendous. See, that's that's, a good that's probably why that was in my head because I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna gotcha. do the easy W But now on to our main event of the evening. We have Sting defending his NWA heavyweight title against Sid Vicious. Uh, this is a not really a back and forth style match. But 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 Sting is looking like not really intimidated, but he's looking a little uneasy because again, Sid is just fucking tall and jacked and sweaty, and he's just got <laughs> veins popping out of veins, popping out of veins, and he looks fucking he he looks wild, like he's ready to rip somebody's head off. Um, and they're going at it. Sting is giving him all he's got. He's hitting him with his comebacks, his jab, 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 karate chop, karate chop, jab, 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 going off the rope, trying to throw, you know, forearm elbows at him. But Sid is just brushing him off the entire time. Um, and Sid, is, in a way, is over, not really overpowering Sting, but like he's definitely matching his power, definitely, you know, overpowering him like a little bit. Uh, but Sting's still in the fight. He's still got the crowd behind him uh, up until the point where. He goes to hit a crossbody off the top. Sid catches him, manages to toss him up in a powerbomb position. Boom, powerbombs him right in the middle of the ring. He gets down to his knee, puts his hand on his chest. One, two, kick out. <sighs> Sid is almost beside himself. He picks up Sting again, grabs him by the throat, hucks him up, slams him down with a choke slam, pins him again. This time, both palms on the chest. One, two, kick out. Sid is losing his shit. He is screaming at the referee. Sting is crawling to the ropes. He manages to get up to the second. Sid comes over and just kicks him right in the head, grabs him, cinches him in between his legs, picks him up for another powerbomb. Boom, gets him down. This time, he covers him completely. One, two, kick out. The crowd is really getting behind Sting at this point, and you can see a little bit of life still in Sting. Sid is losing his shit. He gets out of the ring. He's flipping over tables. He's knocking over stairs. He's throwing chairs across the ring. He gets back in. He goes to grab Sting. Sting manages to break out and starts throwing punches and haymakers and kicks and anything he can do. And he's not, you know, taking his eyes off of Sid. He's not going back for the ropes to get momentum. He's just Hammering away, hammering away, hammering away. Sid manages to knee him in the gut, grabs him for another quick power bomb. Boom. One, two, kick out. Sting is basically dead at this point. Like, he's not moving. That was probably the last thing he was able to do. He grabs, or Sid grabs him, throws him in the corner, and just starts wailing away at him. And just starts wailing away and wailing away. And the ref is trying to get in between them, and he starts wailing away. And it's almost at this point that you recognize that Sid doesn't give a shit about winning. He's literally just trying to break this man. And he's just wailing away, and the referee gets in between him, and Sid kind of pushes him off to the side. And Sting manages to get a couple good licks in, but Sid's back on top of him. The referee gets in between him again. Sid grabs the referee and just throws him across the ring. Whoa. Um, And at this point, you start to hear the bell ring. Uh, This match is called at this point. It's a no contest. 
Um, Sid stops what he's doing because he hears that bell ring and it's almost like an alarm. Like he kind of comes back to reality real quick. And he, he starts fetches. looking. Yeah, well, yeah, without the. <laughs> um, but actually, maybe with the. And he's just standing in the middle of the ring and he's just looking around all crazy eyed. And he's got that vein bulging in his head. It was like throbbing. And he's just looking at the crowd and everybody's booing the shit out of him and booing the shit out of him. And he's like, fuck this. He goes to grab Sting. He picks him up for another powerbomb. Sting somehow miraculously manages to to slip his legs out, lands on his feet, and he starts slugging Sid right in the face. Like, he's closed fist, fucking straight, you know, straight shots to the nose. Sid starts powdering back. Sting comes in with one big clothesline. Up and over. Sid's out. Sting's in the center of the ring. At this point, like, wrestlers and referees and other officials like charge down to the ring to kind of keep these guys separated. This match is a no contest, but Sting is still your heavyweight champion, and he manages to get back on his feet. His face paint is completely washed away. He is red, blue, and purple all over, but he's still got the title, and he still manages to hold it up for the crowd. And then we end the show. Wow. That was a roller coaster. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was something. So, Brute, how do you counter that? I don't really. Brute <laughs> <laughs> throws in the towel. So, book Robocop. Yeah, you booked Robocop. You went against the studio's wishes. All right, so here's what said, I got. We said no. we'll pay those fines. <laughs> so. I feel a little inadequate because I didn't. I don't think I really go into depth in all these matches like Kevin does, but I have an overarching story that goes throughout the pay per view. So hopefully hey, that it's makes all about up the for story it. and the matches you put together. <laughs> and um, so, uh, um, all right. Well, here we go, and I'm going to do my best. Like I said, to fill in what I got to do here and present by WCW in 1990. All right, you guys, ready? Yeah. Yep. All right, so welcome to now WCW Starcade. <laughs> oh, this is live from Atlanta, Georgia. And so the show opens. We have uh, our commentating team, Gordon Soley and Dutch Mantel, in the ring, welcoming everybody to the pay per view. We have a sold out crowd in Atlanta here, and we are uh, reaching new heights and new grounds. WCW is ever growing as we expand worldwide. And while they're introducing everybody to the show, Stan Hansen barges into the ring. And he's got his cowboy hat, he's got his chaps, he's got his vest, he's got his bull rope, and he's just got a mouthful of chew. And in his other hand, that's not carrying the bull rope, is the WCW United States title. Stan Hansen gets in the ring, goes up to Gordon Soli and Dutch, makes him hold the microphone up to him, and he starts yelling that he says that he is sick of being the United States champion. Because he does not want to be the champion of the United States. Because the United States does not pay him enough to feed his fat wife and nine kids. The United States has too many rules and laws and regulations that stop him from wrestling the way that he wants to wrestle. So the only title that he sees fit to carry is that New Japan Pro Wrestling IWGP World Heavyweight title. Whoa! But the problem with that is he is not in that match. He is scheduled to defend the United States title. 
So Stan Hansen spits out all of this chew onto the United States title, throws it onto the ground, and says, oh. I relinquish this title, and I will leave tonight as the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. And Stan Hansen storms off to the back. Uh, very shaken Gordon and Dutch uh, welcome us finally. They cut to the opening uh, package, and we come back, and we start our night with our first matchup. So the opening contest tonight is the Great Muda versus Dr. Death Steve Williams. Whoa. On commentary, Gordon puts over their both of their work in Japan, stating that we've got New Japan versus All Japan currently going on in the ring and what would be contested as a dream match for many people. Now, uh, Doc is coming in hot and strong. He's working over Muda. He's attacking his back. He's sitting with power moves and really trying to work them down. But Muda keeps on fighting back because he's got that, that fighting spirit. So Muda starts making his comeback. Dr. Death Steve Williams is trying to cut him down, but Muda's always coming back. Finally, Muda's trying to get the win, goes for his moonsault as Doc is getting to his feet and catches Muda midair in the moonsault onto his shoulder and rams him into the post and hits a devastating Oklahoma stampede. Uh, but the, he's, this isn't enough for Doc because he knows of that fighting spirit, so he's going for the kill shot. He drags his thumb across his throat. Just slowly picks up the great Muda by his hair, gets in his face, and just yelling at him that he's gonna he's gonna kill him right here. Grabs him, hooks him for that doctor bomb, and as soon as he hoists him up and he's got Muda up over his head, Muda hits him with the mist. Uh, doctor Death falls down, Muda on top, hooks the leg. One, two, three. Great Muda wins our opening contest. So we go on to a second match, and we are informed that tonight. The Road Warriors, who were supposed to be wrestling for the tag team titles, are no longer going to be here tonight as they have jumped ship to another company. Oh, <laughs> oh they got beat down and sent out of the company. Look at that. Oh, my God. Ran so, them out of the territory, brother. So tonight we're going to uh, have a gauntlet match to determine the new number one contenders for the tag team titles who will be facing Doom uh, later on tonight. So the first two teams in are the Southern Boys and the uh, Fabulous Freebirds. It's just your standard affair. We got some flashy, uh, uh, flashy Southern type of wrestling. We got the arm drags. We got the uh, the universals. We got drop toe holds. We got all that good stuff. And until finally the Freebirds are back up on top, they're rock and roll. They got both of the Southern Boys in the ring, Jimmy and uh, Purely Sexy. They're hitting some. Some of those shaky, jivey punches, right? They're feeling the soul. They're feeling the groove. They got them rocking on the feet. They're going for the big wind-up punch. They both throw them. Uh, both the country boys duck, hook them both in a schoolboy, pin them one, two, three to eliminate the Freebirds from this gauntlet match. So the next and last team, because it's Jim Hurd, a, a three teams counts as a gauntlet match with him. <laughs> <clears throat> the last the final team to enter the ring are Rick and Scott, Scott the Steiner brothers. And they just come in. And they murdered the Southern boys. They're throwing yeah. soup. We got the original Suplex City. We got Frankensteiners. We got uh, moonsaulting fallaway slams. They are just having the fun with the Southern boys until finally and mercifully they hit them with the Steiner dog and they pin them one, two, three to become the new number one contenders for the tag team titles. And they will face Doom later on here tonight. So after the match, uh, they celebrate and they're walking to the back. Southern boys pick themselves up and, uh, we fade away. We cut to the back where we have Gary Hart. He's covering the back and he is standing in front of a door that's just got a plaque on it that's labeled WCW office. 
And he is there to try to get a word with Jim Hurd on the situation with Stan Hansen and the U.S. title and what he has to say about Stan vacating the title, spitting on it, and all that. He keeps knocking on the door, tries to get in. No one's answering, and uh, the door is locked. So he shoots it back to Gordon and Dutch as we continue on with our next matchup. Uh, match number three tonight, we have uh, Dan Spivey versus Mike Rotunda. Uh, this match is uh, just... It's just a, it's just a good good wholesome match for people at home. Wholesome, uh, sp- wholesome. <laughs> Spivey using his size and his power, uh, but Rotunda using his Syracuse University wrestling background is able to uh, counter some of his big moves. He's able to weave out. He's able to uh, uh, hook him for some near falls and stay alive. Uh, finally, Spivey's up on top. He's beating down Rotunda. He's uh, working him over, and he's going to go for a big choke slam. Uh, once he picks uh, Rotunda up into the air with his one arm, uh, Rotunda shifts his weight, rolls up uh, Spivey in a nice collegiate-style splatal roll-up, and pins Spivey one, two, three, and wins the match. What was that word? Splatal? A splatal. 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 So you kind of roll him up, and you kind of hook uh, one leg with your legs and the other leg with your arm, and you kind of like... You I feel know, like I've heard... Of... I think I've heard another, like... Uh... Like like that exact move called another name. Um, uh, it's also called the can opener. I've heard it be called the can opener before. Yes. Yeah, that's that one. All right, so uh, we cut backstage once again, where we got Gary Hart scoring away in the back of the building, trying to track down Jim Hurd to get answers on the situation with the U.S. title and the IWGP World Heavyweight Title match. While he's looking around, he actually bumps into Norman the Lunatic hanging out. <laughs> So Gary uh, goes up to uh, uh, Norman and asks if he's seen uh, uh, Jim Hurd around. He's like, that have a word with him about the whole thing with the IWGP title and um, uh, Choshi Ricky. Norman, kind of misunderstanding what's going on, um, offers Jim Hurd some candy, and he gives him some Pocky. And... <laughs> Jim Hurd is appreciative, and he thanks him, and he's just like, well, it's not what I was looking for, but I appreciate it. And then all of a sudden, Stan Hansen comes in and blasts Norman the Lunatic from behind and gives him just an utter, gruesome beatdown, just stomping away on him, yanking out his hair, stepping on his candy, throwing him oh in trash cans, and leaves him a bloody, broken mess with all of his, uh, his what do you call him, the, the hospital gown garb is just completely torn up. So he's nude. <laughs> No, no, no! It's still on there. You know, he's got his, you know, oh, the undershirt and stuff. It's just, yeah, it's 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 still it's still good, it's still good. Reasonably so functional. Yes. <laughs> so it brings us to match four. We have the Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express, and this matchup has Jim Cornette hanging above the ring in shark tape. Yes. There it is. There it is. Because we have no RoboCop. To say otherwise. <laughs> uh, so the match starts out. It's just your, it's just your, the match you expect from the rock and roll in the midnight, uh, back and forth, a lot of flashy drags, uh, near falls, and, uh, the rock and roll express is up on top. And suddenly when the rock and roll are rocking and rocking and rolling, Jim Cornette drops an international object from the cage down into the ring. <laughs> No one's not really sure what it is. You can't really get a good look at it, but it looks like it would do some damage. But before the Midnight Express to get to it, the referee picks it up, turns around, and goes to 
take it out of the ring. And while the ref is doing that and his back is distracted, Jim Cornette throws down another international <laughs> object for the Midnight Express uh, to <laughs> to pick up. Uh, they're huffling over it. The uh, Finally, they actually hit the Rock and Roll Express with set objects, get rid of it before the ref uh, turns around and sees it, goes for the pen, one, two, rock and roll kick out, daddy. They're not done yet. So they're going, they're going, they're going. They're, uh, rock and roll won't stay down. Uh, all of a sudden, we get double down, hot tag daddy. Here they come in, rock and roll, house of fire, rocking and reeling. They got them going. And then all of a sudden, uh, the Jim Cornette's cage, without explanation, starts lowering uh, into the ring. So everyone's kind of getting distracted because the cage is it's coming down. It's slowly coming down, but it's definitely coming down into the ring. And while this is going on, the rock and roll are kind of distracted by this and uh, kind of like back off a bit from the midnight. And the midnight take this opportunity to take out the referee and get up on the rock and roll express. And while the referee's down, they take the cage, the cage keys out of his pocket. So when Cornette gets into the ring, they unlock it on him. Well, while they're messing with it, the cage starts raising again. But the door opens, and Jim Cornette goes to try to get out of the cage before it gets too high, but he's a little too slow. So now he is hanging off the edge of the cage, dangling oh my God. A, a good 8, 10, 12, 50 feet in the air. 50 feet in the air. Same <laughs> for dear life. Because he is scared to death of heights. So everyone's standing there not really sure what to do. The Midnight Express is freaking out what's, what's going to happen. Um, they continue the match. Rock and roll's going up. They bump down the rock and roll. And then all of a sudden, Jim Cornette loses his grip, falls out of the cage, and lands <laughs> right on top of the Midnight Express, squashing them both beneath him. Oh, my God. <laughs> While Jim Cornette is being helped up and out of the ring, out of the way, the Rock and Roll Express hit their <laughs> – I said they hit a dropkick party here because they're dropkicking Jim Cornette. They're dropkicking both of the, the Midnight Express. They hit the double dropkick. One, two, three, Rock and Roll Express uh, win the match. Well, I mean, after Jim Cornette fell 50 feet through a shark cage. Yep, 50 feet, Daddy. So, oh, my God. Didn't like didn't Owen fall like about fifty feet? Hey, 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 hey! Serious. Well, I started at eight or ten feet, but I exaggerated because wrestling's always exaggerating. You know, he's on an eight foot ladder, but he's twenty feet in the air. That's the joke. Okay, fifty feet. Okay, (laughs) how did you learn how to fall off a fifty foot shark cage? All right, so we go backstage after all, all that, and uh, the, the Steiner brothers are being interviewed about their upcoming uh, title match with Doom. Uh, Rick's talking about he's putting some, some gibberish, some nonsense. He's barking. He's looking around, and Scott takes over, and he starts talking about uh, uh, Michigan and Florida State universities, the rivalry, the games, and they're saying they're in Vegas today, so the uh, betting odds are to bet on the Steiner brothers walking out as the tag team champions. And then we cut away from that back to Gary Hart once again, who's in a totally different part of the arena. And he has said that he has just gotten word that the next contest is going to be for the vacated United States title. But he did not hear this from Jim Hurd. He's still trying to find him, and he's still trying to figure out what's going to happen with Stan Hansen and the IWGP title match later tonight. Uh, so we go back to the uh, 
the ringside area. It's time for match five, which is now for the vacated WCW NWA United States heavyweight title as Cactus Jack takes on Bam Bam Bigelow in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Nice. So the match starts, and these two are just throwing taters at each other. They're throwing bombs. They're going back and forth. They're just, Bam Bam is just hauling off on on Cactus Jack. He's going after the eyebrow. He is trying to bust him open hard way. Jack's face is swollen up, but Jack starts fighting back. Got Bigelow staggering on his feet, hits the cactus elbow. They spill to the outside of the ring. Cactus has an opportunity. He climbs up on the apron, runs off, drops a Cactus Jack elbow. Bigelow kicks out. They're fighting around the ring. They're using plunder. There's garbage cans. There's crutches. There's there's floor signs. Bam Bam Bigelow's got a bicycle. All right? They're, <laughs> they're fighting and they're going, and Jack is getting back up. Bigelow is down, so Jack sees this as his opportunity to hit a bigger Cactus Jack elbow. He climbs to the second turnbuckle on the outside of the ring, dives off, hits Bam Bam with a perfectly placed elbow. One, two, Bigelow kicks out. So they keep fighting around the ringside area until it starts spilling up their entryway until they get to the entrance ramp and in that little area to the side where, like, the fans and stuff are. Uh, they're fighting and they're going, and all of a sudden Cactus Jack pulls out one of those uh, those metal shovels and just bashes Bigelow that knocks him down. Cactus is looking around. He looks up, and he notices that there is an upper level of the fans above him, and there happens to be a table of WCW merchandise just sitting here, even though nobody is there to buy any merchandise. So he clears off all the foam fingers. He clears off all the programs. He sets Bigelow up onto the table, and he climbs his way up onto the uh, higher level of the fans looking over that open area by the entryway. And as he gives the bang-bang sign, he's ready to drop this cactus elbow on Bigelow laying on that table and finally winning uh, his uh, major United States singles title. Out of the crowd comes Stan Hansen. Yes, Cactus Jack. He's rocking him. He's going, bam, he hits him with such a big Western lariat. Cactus Jack falls off completely as Bigelow moves from the table, and Cactus Jack crashes right into the table, which doesn't really break as so much falls over, and Cactus Jack's head splats onto the concrete. And this allows Bam Bam Bigelow to pin Cactus Jack, one, two, three, and become the new WCW NWA United States heavyweight champion. It does. <laughs> so now as they're cleaning up all that plunder, daddy, we cut backstage again, and here's Gary Hart still frantically trying to get some uh, word on what's going on tonight, but he's given up trying to find Jim Hurd. Now he is in the locker room of the challenger for tonight, Vader, with his manager, Harley Race, and he's trying to get a word on their thoughts on Stan Hansen getting involved in the match for the IWGP heavyweight title. Harley says this is not going to happen. There's no chance that Stan's going to get in there. And uh, there's just no sense in even talking about it. So they start talking about Vader's accomplishments, and then all of a sudden, here comes Stan Hansen barreling into the backstage locker room, and him and Vader are just fighting. They're going at it. Gary Hart loses his mind. He's running out. Harley's trying to yank him up because Harley ain't backing down from nobody. We got security. We got referees. We got jobbers. We got the police breaking up this fight until finally Stan Hansen is being pulled out of the locker room in handcuffs and escorted out of the arena. Whoa. And being the whole time, Stan Hansen just got chaw just dripping out of his mouth. Back to the ring now, we have our tag team championship match of the Steiner Brothers versus Doom. It is yet another slugfest, because that's how I like to book them. And they're just showing off all their athleticism. It's back and forth. The Steiners 
are are at a disadvantage because they've already wrestled earlier in the night. They're going as hard as they can, going uh, giving it all to win these tag titles. And then ultimately, despite all this, Doom cannot put them away, and the match goes to a 25-minute draw, and the time limit has expired. Well, both teams are just completely spent. They're exhausted, especially the Steiner brothers. So as Doom grabs the tag titles, Simmons and Butch, they see the Steiners, they help them up, they shake their hand out of sign of respect, and they're staring at each other. They're talking, you're not really sure what's going on, but you know something out of uh, a sign of respect to each other. And then all of a sudden, Buzz and Arn Anderson hit the ring and just start beating the shit out of all four of them. They're laying them out. The Steiners can't even stand. They're so exhausted. So they're getting beat down. They're beating on the Doom uh, so bad. They're busted open. They're taking Doom's blood. They're wiping them on their wife beaters that they got on with their, yeah. with their jeans and, and, their, and their belts and the belt buckles. And, and they're just beating them down, beating them down, beating them down. All four men left laying in the ring. They pick up the tag team titles. They look at it. They look at Doom. And they throw the titles onto Doom's lifeless body as they walk back up the ramp. Uh, very accomplished in what they have done here tonight. So they're clearing up the ring. They're, they're, they're getting, helping the tag teams to the back. We cut back to, uh, Dutch and Gordon. We're getting ready for the main event. Questions are still up in the air. What's going on? Is, uh, Stan Hansen, uh, in jail? Is he in a squad car? What's going on? Uh, uh, we have in this match, is everything going to be the same? They run through the history of the two men leading up to this title match, showing the video package, and then you know, we come back, and now surrounding the ring is now just a regular steel cage, because we're in Starcade now. So we have a steel cage surrounding the ring, and the, the, the match starts with Vader versus Joshi Ricky for the IWGP heavyweight title. Now, this part is not that important. So just have a straight up, a straight up strong style match back and forth. Vader gets the win clean as a whistle. 20 minute mark. We have a new IWGP world heavyweight champion in big Van Vader. And as they're celebrating about to send the pay-per-view off the air, they hear a commotion coming in the crowd and a cameraman runs around the ring, cuts around the corner and gets to the guardrail just in time to see Jim Hurd whose suit is just completely torn apart, tossed over the guardrail, followed by Stan Hansen with handcuffs still hanging off of his wrists. Stan picks up Jim Hurd, drags him over to the timekeeper, grabs a microphone, and he's yelling at Hurd to say it. He's yelling him to do it, or else he's going to kick his ass and he's going after his wife and kids next. Jim Hurd, scared for his life, announces that Stan Hansen will wrestle Vader right now for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. St. Hansen yeah. gets in the ring, bell rings, and they go at it. They're, they're beating the shit out of each other. Stan, the heat, every punch, the cuffs are flying. Vader, even though he just wrestled uh, a hard-hitting match with Joshi Ricky, he's still going. And Vader is on top. He's got Stan ready. He's going to hit him with a big power bomb and put this thing away. All of a sudden, the lights go out. Lights are out. Everyone, everyone's really confused. Lights come back on. Vader still has Stan ready for the powerbomb, but now Gary Hart is standing in the middle of the ring. Where did Gary Hart come from? Everyone's confused. What's Gary Hart doing in the ring? Vader just throws Stan Hansen down, and he's just like, what are you doing? So he's going after Gary, getting ready to knock him out. Lights go out again. Well, they come back on. 
Vader is now no longer grabbing Gary Hart by the scruff of his neck. Now in Vader's hands is the Great Muda, and the Great Muda hits Vader with the dreaded Black Mist. Shit. Vader is blind, he's in pain, he's screaming. He turns around just in time to eat a Western Lariat by Stan Hansen. Just as the referee is coming to, but he's too groggy to see Vader's face is completely covered and counts slowly one, two, three. Stan Hansen is the new IWGP World's Heavyweight Champion, and the pay-per-view goes off, goes off the air with Stan Hansen, the Great Muda, and Gary Hart standing tall with Stan holding the IWGP World's Heavyweight title. Just like he wanted. And then 25 years later, they form a stable of Punisher Big Brew in Japan. (laughs) Just as they planned 25 years earlier. Exactly. So, now you've heard the cards. Who do you think had the better card? Was it Kevin Graham or was it Vance Like? You can head to at the A Show on CKCC on Twitter. Get your vote in. Will Kevin make it back to the Tournament of Champions? Or will, so. or will Brute stand in his way? Oh, RoboCop. 2022. Words it's I didn't about, think I'd... It's all about the real man. Stan the man handsome. So, doing plugs real quick. Um, obviously, ckccradio.com, as well as our friends at suitablynamednetwork.com. Tons of shows on both sites. You can check those out. Um, also... Our friends at the Hooligans and Hops, the IWEP Network, Pod Van Dam, and honorable mention, uh, none other sports podcast. Chris, am I forgetting anything? I I'll think take, Chris fell asleep. <laughs> I'll take that as a no. So, <laughs> um, Kevin, where can we find you? Well, you can find me on the one social media app I do uh, just doom scroll through, which is Twitter at I'm Kev Grams. That's K. That's I M K E V G R A M Z. You can also find me on YouTube, where I stream live multiple times each week over at YouTube.com/slash/BrainRackTV. Go there, subscribe, tell everybody you know. We're trying to grow that channel. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Brute, anything coming up for you? Uh, well, by the time this, when's this episode coming out? Uh, sometime this week. Sometime this week? Okay, well, if this is uh, before April 23rd, you can see me wrestling in my hometown of, um, my hometown area of Rome, New York. Uh, but other than that, no, not much. Uh, you can find me on the social medias. I have a few more than Kevin Graham. You can mm-hmm. find me on Facebook. Add the my wrestling page, Mike Van Slyke, because I have to use my real name. Uh, do not add my other one. You know which one I'm talking about. You can add me on there. You can follow me on Twitter at Brute. Uh, it's Brute underscore Van Slyke, I believe. I don't know. Yeah, Brute underscore Van Slyke on Twitter. Brute underscore Van Slyke on the Instagrams. And, hey, you can follow me or subscribe to me on Twitch. Because yeah. I like to stream on there at twitch.tv slash BruteVS, where I stream a whole bunch of uh, wrestling games, uh, comic book games, and most importantly, everything is pretty much Yeehaw related and a bunch of cowboy western type games as well. <laughs> and who, who knows? Maybe Kevin Graham will be back on there again. Maybe. Yeah. You never know. Never know. 
you can see matches that Brute and Kevin were both in on independentwrestling.tv. If you go to IWTV and sign up as a new user, if you use the code word DRAFT, that's D-R-A-F-T, you do not get anything for free, but it lets Jerry know that you signed up because you heard about it on the A-Show. You can also see me refereeing at the Marketplace at Steamtown, Scranton, Pennsylvania, May 14th for High Tension Wrestling. Big big card coming there featuring JTG and Little Guido. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best podcast ever. Hey, Kevin, Kevin. Remember the time we wrestled in that fire hall against CK? Yeah. And there was three people in the crowd, and one of them was sleeping? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like that. <laughs> we are such good entertainers. Hey, I know for you guys, it's kind of late. I, it's, it's, it's only quarter to 11 where I'm at right now, so I, I'm, like, still I'm, – I'm still ready to go. Um, others, not so much. Next week, we're not 100% sure yet, but we are working on a special episode, a very special episode of the A-Show, which we are calling George Gatton, This Is Your Life. Oh, um, it will feature a member of George's wrestling life and someone from George's like adolescence who somehow found their way into the wrestling business as well. More details to come when we air that episode. If they are not free next week, well, you'll hear someone else. Card subject to change, Daddy. Yeah, card always subject to change. So, gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight, and hope uh, may the the best man win. Yeah, I got the book RoboCop winning a battle royal tonight. Like, I'm good. Like, 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 like this was (laughs) all worth it for that. We'll definitely see one of you back in the Tournament of Champions. So until next week, Chris, do you have anything to add? I'm going to say we probably lost them. (laughs) Internet connections. Motherfucker. (laughs) So until next week, my name is Matt. Uh, Chris is also here. And we'll see you next week on the A-Show on CKCC Radio.